Hello, hello. Welcome to the Kings and Beatles Daily Deep Dive. I am your host, Tony Fry. This is episode 232. And we are talking about Full Moon by the Kinks. While I've got you here, don't forget we have a bonus episode coming on March 26th. This is a premium episode. You can um, gain access to it by making a contribution via Hero Habits website um, that goes to help keep this podcast going and this video cast now that we're doing it on YouTube. Um, and we're in that episode, it's going to be a visual only, so this one will never appear on the audio feed. But it's going to take a look at the best and worst of the album covers by the Beatles, the Kinks, and their respective solo careers. So that one should be a fun one. That's again March 26th. And um, if you have made a contribution or make one in the future, uh, you'll get an email invitation to that 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 grants you access to watch it live and also watch the archive um, as long as it's private. And then for the rest of you who aren't interested in contributing, you will be able to watch it in about two months following that. So this is just my way of thanking those who are helping the podcast out. All right, make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well because we are doing these live broadcasts and I want to have more of you in to the chat. So we had a real good chat on the Penny Lane episode um, a couple days ago and I hope that more of you will join. I have a a poll going at the top of every episode um, that you can come and vote on and, and share your thoughts on whatever song we're talking about. So if you subscribe on YouTube, you will be able to see when the schedule for upcoming episodes is. All right, enough housekeeping. Today we're talking Full Moon, released on February 12, 1977, as the penultimate track on Sleepwalker, as well as March 9th, 1977, as the B-side to the Sleepwalker single. So this song is tied up with Sleepwalker. Um, recording of the basic track for the song was done between September 15th and 17th, 1976. Um, the band recorded five songs during these sessions, but this is the only one to appear on Sleepwalker. And I know I've mentioned this in the past, but the fact that the Kinks threw away so many songs. One song on this came out years later in the 80s um, with Ray's Return to Waterloo project. The other three never got official releases, right? They weren't parts of albums or singles or anything like that. And this band threw away so many good songs. And, you know, it's amazing. And it's nice now. We get these CD reissues and they're loaded with all this great material. But it's like for as productive as this band was and as many great albums as they put out, the fact that they have probably three or four albums worth of of releasable quality material that was just sitting in the archives for all those years is really remarkable. And, and that's a testament to... Uh, Ray's productivity as a songwriter as well as the uh, the band's productivity just as musicians and to be able to arrange all these songs and spend so much time in the recording studio to not have some of these so many of these songs not come to uh, release um, as far as this track goes it's not my favorite track on the album but it is a it is a good album track that's the one thing about Sleepwalker is not many of the songs would be in my top 20 or 30 but there's also not any bad songs there's nothing that you skip continuously you know there are other albums that have one or two tracks here and there that I almost never listen to but this is one that if it comes on shuffle I'll listen to it all the time I just rarely pop this one in and listen to it from from head to tail um the song opens with some low piano notes that give off kind of a Motown vibe the way they're played, the way it sounds. Um, 
But that vibe is immediately tossed when the band comes in because the song at that point takes on a more standard 70s pop vibe, right? It loses that Motown feel. And in a lot of ways, it feels more destined for Muswell Hillbillies. Like this track, um, musically, would have fit really well on Muswell Hillbillies. It would have, if it would have sounded like that, you know, it's totally different production quality and all that. Um, but had they recorded this at that time, I think it would have fit perfectly lyrically this keeps in line with the uh, many of the themes that this album references with sleep insomnia the nighttime in general and the song opens with the line haven't you noticed a kind of madness in my eyes it's only me dear in my midnight disguise is this the same character from the sleepwalker lyric who's saying, when midnight comes around, I start to lose my mind? Or is it the same character from Sleepless Night, who is awakened every night at 12 o'clock by his ex-girlfriend, neighbor, rocking with her new boyfriend? Um, it's weird. The Sleepwalker album was intended to be a departure from the concept musical albums that the Kinks had produced the last few albums prior. And this was supposed to be a return to straight-ahead rock, but Ray just can't shake writing in themes right and while these songs don't tell a narrative like schoolboys in disgrace or soap opera do um they're still kind of connected in, in a lot of the ways that like the lola album doesn't necessarily tell a narrative but all the songs are connected thematically this song has a lot of song or this album has a lot of songs that are connected thematically and uh i think that's interesting you know, that Ray, even though he is consciously setting out to write a more commercial, straight-ahead rock album, he still thinks in thematic terms. You can't really turn off that sensibility. And I think it's cool because it does make for an interesting album, right? You have these themes, you have these recurring motifs, you know, with midnight and the dark and, and sleep that keep popping up all over this album. Um... And this song kind of wraps it up because the last song, Life Goes On, doesn't really address any of those themes. So this song kind of wraps it up um, nicely. Of course, the lyrics of this song get much more specific than Sleepwalker. You know, because Sleepwalker, it's like, okay, is this guy, is he literally talking about just being a sleepwalker or is there something more nefarious there? Um, this song, though, the character of the song changes under the full moon there's a distinct there's nothing ambiguous about the fact that you know this guy feels like a different person and whether it's a song about a werewolf which you could you could read the lyrics and interpret this just about it as a song about werewolves or it's a more metaphorical song because you could also think of this as a song about a guy who just sits and gets drunk at home you know and then you know, is a different person because he's drunk and an alcoholic or whatever. Whatever the point of of the focus of these lyrics are, the point is the man is scary and menacing character. Crawling, creeping, mumbling like a loon. I mean, those are very specific. There's no ambiguity there. And that ties in pretty well with the concepts like we talked about. Um, and this begs the question, and I suppose we'll talk about this in the bonus episode I was just talking about, is there's so many points of menace on this album. 
even in the songs that aren't necessarily associated with night i mean uh uh life goes on the first verse is about a guy killing himself there's a lot of dark themes on this album there's a lot of menace there's a lot of imagery of almost like monsters right you could make a video with with a lot of these songs and use the old universal monsters as as the backdrop for the video so we have all this darkness and menacing and foreboding as in the lyrics why is the cover of this album uh portraying ray as some sort of like clown or mime and maybe if i thought about it harder i would be able to come up with how that's connected to this album and and obviously when we do the bonus episode in a couple weeks i'll dig in a little bit but it seems the album cover portrays a much more light-hearted subject matter than the lyrics of a lot of these songs actually tell incidentally if you're here live um, there's a poll question are those three songs that i named uh sleepwalker full moon and sleepless night do you think they're sung by the same character is did ray manage to hide a little bit of a concept album in these songs like a suite and he spread it out throughout the album but he's kind of got a little suite going here that i think is the same character so moving on to the the harmony of this song harmonically the chord structure of the song is pretty basic and that may contribute to my just like my my opinion that it's just a pretty good song because uh, a mid-tempo song with a basic chord structure and a slick no frills production isn't super grabby um, but like i said does not make this a bad song the song opens in the key of g and does a simple one five five of five five um, which is just a cycle of fifths and then uh, for the part where he says it's just another full moon he does a four of four to four to one so he is borrowing some chords here and there, but they're not being borrowed for for from distant keys, and he's borrowing them uh, dominance and subdominance. So we've got the opening verse. That's just a a, a cycle of fifths or fourths. Um, you, you're starting with that G, going up a fifth to D, up a fifth to A. Um, and then back down or you can interpret it going down fourths and incidentally if uh, uh, if Dave Emlin is is watching this or listening after the fact um, you have them listed as a minors on the site they're actually a majors so that's basic stuff right there and then when we get to the it's just another full moon that's when you get that it's just another that four four to four it's just another full moon then we're back to one so it's a cool hook it's not complicated it's not um some out there chord but it is a cool hook coming off of that you know it's a nice hook um it gets a bit more interesting when he shifts the song to the four chord for a bit I'm going to call this the bridge, and we get a taste of some chords that sound borrowed, but really, they're still in the key of G. So the part I'm talking about specifically is when he um, moves to, you see before you a truly broken man, because when it gets to midnight, I don't know who I am. So he switches to the four. 
which is C. We've moved on to C, and and that kind of implies a key change. Um, but really, he's never leaving G. He's just anchoring this bridge on the four chord, um, and by shifting the tonic or giving the illusion that he's shifted the tonic, it kind of feels like a key change. But he's just playing four to one to five. He does that two times, and then three, six, four, two, five. And I know a lot of this may not mean anything to you guys, but we're just doing. And then this is when you get to the three, to six, to four, right? It's very basic, basic stuff. I mean, not a lot of songwriters throw in threes and sixes and twos all over the place, but he's not really deviating from that key of G. So he sticks there pretty much the entire time. Um, it sounds cool like it's a modulation, but it's not. And where he creates this illusion with chords, the melody kind of suffers. This is, to me, a weak point in the song melodically because Ray's just kind of having to sing over these chords um, and he doesn't really do much. Uh, he's just getting the words out, which is fine. That happens a lot with bridges. Um, you know, Sometimes clever chord changes are tough to sing over. I think the coolest part of this song may just come at the end. Around the 320 mark, um, if it sounds like the bass is playing the riff from Hendrix's Hey Joe, it's because he is. Um, the band switches there to just a straight cycle of fifths. All right, so you start on F, you go up a fifth to C, you go up a fifth to G, you go up a fifth to D, and then it's lather, rinse, repeat. It's the same form as Hey Joe, different key, different chords, but it's the same form, right? You're just going up the fifths. You go dun 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 dun. It's the same same exact riff. Um, but what's cool about it? Well, there's two things that are cool about it. One, when he goes into that bass riff, it kind of throws the band almost into a double time feel. And I wish that energy and that groove was there throughout the whole song. Because I think it works better with that feel at the end there. But what I think is really cool is that if you listen to the background vocals, they're basically, it's basically the line from Johnny Thunder. Dun da da dun 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 da da dun 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 dun. Right? They're basically quoting themselves. It's a little altered. Um, the chord sequence on this song doesn't really allow for a straight, like, transplant from Johnny Thunder to this because it is a different chord structure. But the elements are there. You hear that dun da da dun 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 da da dun dun. It's a cool little lick. Um, that I, I, I really like. I like when bands call back to themselves. And I'm sure it was intentional. I don't think uh, as much as Ray revisited that era, that preservation era, and specifically Johnny Thunder, um, I don't think that it was just something they forgot that they recorded, you know, a decade before. That's about all I've got for this one. If you have more thoughts about um, Full Moon or my theory that these three songs on the album are a suite about the same character... Um, go ahead and give me a call, 925-494-1739. Email me, kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. Comment on any of the YouTube videos or find us on the Facebook group, the Twitter account, the subreddit, or our new TikTok page. Um, all the information you need about the website, 
can be found at herohabit.com. Just click the uh, the podcast button at the top of the page, and it will show you everything you need, including the 230 previous episodes that we've recorded. All right, that's it for me. Join us next week. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, and um, take care of yourself. Stay safe and be well.